Hello, and welcome once again to Good Shepherd Lutheran Church's limited edition Lenten podcast. This podcast is titled Encounter Jesus. It follows our worship series as we're talking about the different parts of our worship service and how God draws us near to himself to encounter his son, Jesus Christ. In each podcast, we'll talk about one part of the worship service and describe its importance and also what it means for our daily lives. Today, we'll be talking about gratitude, the ways we express thanks, not only in the worship service, but also in our hearts before God, wherever we may be. Each podcast will include an invocation, a brief prayer, a reading from scripture, some devotional thoughts, and then a couple questions for application. We begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Gracious Father, oftentimes our memories are just far too short. We tend to only think about what has happened to us recently. We are often overwhelmed with our own recent struggles and difficulties. Lord, open our eyes and our minds and our hearts to all the things that you have done for us from even before we we drew our very first breath. You have chosen us before the world began. You've sent your son, Jesus, who gave all things to us, including his very own life and his blood for our salvation. You have given us a promise that all things will be made new when your son returns and we will live and reign with him and before you on the new heavens and the new earth at the resurrection of the dead. So Lord, what don't we have to be thankful for? We ask that you would fill our hearts with joy over the many things that you have done, that you would create in us a clean heart and restore to us a right spirit. Amen. Reading from scripture, Psalm 116. I love the Lord for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. The cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came upon me. I was overcome by trouble and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. O Lord, save me. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. The Lord protects the simple-hearted. When I was in great need, he saved me. Be at rest once more, O my soul. For the Lord has been good to you. For you, O Lord, have delivered my soul from death, my ears, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believed, therefore I said I am greatly afflicted. And in my dismay, I said all men are liars. How can I repay the Lord for all his goodness to me? I will lift the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. O Lord, truly I am your servant. I am your servant, the son of your maidservant. You have freed me from my chains. I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people in the courts of the house of the Lord and your midst, O Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. When we talk about gratitude, one big way that we express that, of course, is through our weekly offerings in church. And even just mentioning that, as I have just now, may bring up all kinds of difficulties for you. 
It used to be in the United States even that the church was supported by the government. And so no offerings were needed to pay the light bills or to pay salaries or anything like that. But that did change. And so in the early 1800s, all kinds of different schemes were taken up by the church and just for them to get by. Some churches sold pews. That's right, you could buy a pew and you could sit in that pew and that was your pew. Just imagine how great that would be to, to walk in and know that your front row pew, which of course that's the one you'd buy, your front row pew would be available whenever you came in. Say service starts at 11. If you come in at 10.55, just a little bit before the service, it's there. Say you come in right at 11. Or maybe you just want to hit up communion that day. You can do that because you have your own pew. And if somebody sits in your pew, an usher would graciously reallocate or realign that person to another pew. But it's not just that. That's, that's an old-fashioned thing that probably wouldn't be on our minds as we think about expressing gratitude towards God with our gifts. We think more about how we've heard false promises come from the church, about how giving a dollar will result in God giving us a thousand, or giving a dollar will result in God healing our, our diseases. And when that doesn't happen, we're inevitably told to give more. We've experienced heavy-handed sermons and Bible studies and everything else that seem to communicate the church just wants money. And then, of course, there are those who, who make grand promises to their congregations about how that private jet they're going to buy is only for ministry. So give, 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 and give some more. But this problem isn't new. The church father named Cyprian who lived in from 210 to 258 AD, so we're talking really early church, he also knew of such problems. And he writes this, Each one was intent on adding to his inheritance, forgetting what the faithful used to do under the apostles and what they should always be doing. Each one with insatiable greed was absorbed in adding to his wealth. Gone was the devotion of bishops to the service of God. Gone was the clergy's faithful integrity. Gone the generous compassion for the needy. Gone all discipline in our behavior. Notice how whenever God's gifts are misused, everything seems to fall apart. It's not just greed, but greed results in a lack of devotion, a lack of integrity, a lack of compassion. Everything seems to fall apart when greed overcomes us. It's not just the church. It's us as individuals as well. We struggle with expressing our gratitude to God because each one of us has turned inward on ourselves and our own needs and, yeah, even our own greed and selfish desires. But Psalm 116 points us back towards God and points us back towards where gratitude begins. Psalm 116 verse 1 says, I love the Lord, not because I have found much about God to be likable, not because I've come to some great conclusions on my own about God, but I love the Lord. Why? Verse 1 continues, For he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy, because he turned his ear to me. 
I will call on him as long as I live. The psalmist writes about how he was near death, going down into the grave, overcome by troubles. But whenever he spoke up, O Lord, save me, the Lord responded. And so in that salvation, in that rescue, the psalmist realized the heart of gratitude. It begins with God. God who has rescued us in baptism. God who has called us to be his own people. God who has heard our own little voices when we've cried out to him. It's this God who blesses us with innumerable gifts. It's this God who provides all that we need, body and soul. So like the psalmist, we can say, Be at rest once more, O my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. The greatest way, or the fastest way, I should say, to get to a place of ingratitude is to have a short-term memory. When we read the scriptures, we hear once again of how God has always been faithful to his people, how he has delivered them time and time again. And then we discover that we are among those people, that we are the people of the Lord. And that the stories of salvation in the Bible, salvation, again, of both body and soul, are in fact our stories. And then we begin to see the gracious activity of God. And then we become certain that the Lord will hear, that he will deliver, and then our souls find rest. And then a new question comes, not about what am I going to do, but more like this from verse 12 in Psalm 116. How can I repay the Lord for all his goodness to me? The early church struggled with corruption and greed and ingratitude, but God also delivered the early church out of corruption and greed and ingratitude. Justin Martyr, who lived earlier than Cyprian, also recognized that many were surrounded, or they were surrounded by many people who had a selfish heart. And so Justin Martyr wrote this. We who valued above all things the acquisition of wealth and possessions now bring what we need into a common stock and share with everyone in need. God is faithful. He has rescued the church from ingratitude, and he will do so again. He will remind us of his goodness through his word and by the abiding presence of his son, Jesus Christ, so that we, together with all the saints, will forever ponder that question, how can I repay the Lord for all his goodness to me? As we conclude, I'll offer a couple questions for application. One is this, how can you repay the Lord for all his goodness to you? Not that your gifts can measure up to the great things that God has done from you, everything from your eternal salvation all the way down to even the ability to tie your own shoes, all of that comes from God. So we can't pay him everything back. But how do we respond to all of his benefits to us? Secondly, if you feel overcome with ingratitude, how then can you turn back to the Lord and restore and recover a heart of gratitude? Once again, we thank you for listening to this podcast. 
Good Shepherd Lutheran Church has worship services on Sunday mornings at 8.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. We also have one more week left of midweek worship uh, during the season of Lent. So this Wednesday, we'll meet at 5.45 and dinner will be served until 6.30. Following that, we'll have a worship service in our fellowship hall. God's blessings as we draw close to Holy Week.